0: I hope everyone's having a great start to their Wednesday. From the drunken UX podcast. I am Michael Feenan and this. <laughs> well, this is real-time overview) <laughs> I know it might seem like Real Time Overview has been releasing pretty randomly lately, and, well, that's because it is. Not today, though. No, no, no. Today is actually very intentional. In fact, you can look forward to a new episode of RTO every Wednesday moving forward as we've settled on this as a good release schedule and time slot for the show. And, in fact, speaking of schedules, let's get started with our first story. While the Olympics might not capture your viewing interest, they still present a lot of opportunities and examples for graphic design, from logos to fonts and signage and much, much more. Buddy Tanrim took one of these opportunities to help Yahoo do research and design for a custom set of Olympic-themed icons for use around their properties. He passes on one particularly useful nugget, regardless of if you do development or design or anything else. Don't work in a silo keep the discussion going, and get feedback often. He's written up a very interesting and detailed breakdown of the design process in an article over at his blog, Booty Brain at Medium. The founder of live chat service LivePerson, Rob LeCascolo, has a great piece over at TechCrunch called The Sudden Death of the Website. This piece looks at how the web has evolved since the 1990s when he started his company and where it is now compared to what a lot of people thought would happen more than 20 years ago. He reviews topics like Google-enforced design homogeny to the effects that bad website design can have on support budgets as opposed to your marketing budgets. LaCasclo concludes by making a prediction one that implies that big brands may be moving on to something much bolder than a traditional online storefront in the future. Check out his article to see just what he has in mind. Web design and consulting firm Sparkbox has shared a nice guide to designing visually accessible websites. It's always useful to stop and remember, particularly when it comes to eyesight, that most of us are only temporarily abled, and our sight will diminish as we age. Their article covers not just the techniques involved in visual accessibility, but also some tools that can make that process easier and more straightforward. GitHub has announced that they are officially ending support for anonymous Gists, For those that aren't familiar, Gists are a way for developers to share and collaborate on small chunks of code, rather than entire repositories of code. This tool, while extremely handy, is also one that is easily abused when open to the wild, and GitHub has called out the spam problem, in particular with anonymous Gists. After March 19th, if you need to share code, you'll either have to ensure that you have a GitHub account, or use some other anonymous alternatives, such as Pastebin. Man, I gotta give some credit to Ohans Emanuel, who has shared the first chapter of his book, CSS Variables, Everything You Need to Know, over at FreeCodeCamp. This incredibly impressive introduction gives you a thorough overview of CSS variables, how they differ from preprocessor approaches to variables, and more examples than you can shake a stick at. CSS variables already have broad support, with the main exceptions still being IE11 and Opera Mini. Anybody doing any sort of front-end design or CSS work should at least take a few minutes to skim Ohan's article. If you like the start of it, there's also a link to his full ebook on the topic in that article and that ebook will only set you back 5 bucks. Obviously many of the articles that we mention in RTO are coming from Medium lately in some capacity. I myself tend to cross-post articles from my personal blog there for some added visibility. Powell Urbanek has put together a cautionary article at his website, which is not hosted on Medium, that raises concerns about the impacts using Medium can have on your search engine optimization. He covers issues related to nofollow links, referral hijacking, and limited presentation options on their platform. If you use Medium either as a primary publishing platform Or as a supplementary tool, it might be helpful to familiarize yourself with how that might be impacting your traffic. Literally every single one of us has been there trying to process client feedback into actionable design and development steps. Andy Duke shares his tips in an article called Making It Pop, Five Ways to Combat Subjective Design Feedback Over at Web Designer Depot. This article tackles issues like how to identify flaws in your process that invite problems to how to get the right information more easily. It never hurts to refresh yourself on how to handle the very human challenges of web design, and Duke's article can be a great starting point for that kind of refresher. Finally, Simo Ahava shares his latest Google Tag Manager tip, revisiting the topic of Google Analytics tag settings and how to address them with or without a settings variable. Simo's blog is a great tag manager resource that I cannot recommend highly enough. This article is a nice brief reminder of how to get custom analytics settings when you need different behavior from what your settings variable might prescribe otherwise. let us know if you found these recommendations helpful. Links to all the articles will be available in the show notes at our website at drunkenux.com. We look forward to bringing you Real-Time Overview every Wednesday moving forward. So if you haven't already, just click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app to get all the updates for both Real-Time Overview and the Drunken UX podcast. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at Drunken UX. You can like us on Facebook at slash Or you can join us on Slack by going to DrunkenUX.com slash Slack.